0: Hey, before we jump into today's episode, I want to say that the audio quality for this clip isn't really the greatest, but I think the overall message can set some light and help you or someone that you know that is currently struggling with grief. Okay, here we go.
1: My invitation is that we stay present with our grief, that we sit with it, not knowing how to fix it, not knowing what to say. If it's our grief, if it's someone else's grief, just being present is so powerful.
0: Hello, and welcome back to The Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories, to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs, and our newest featured speaker is here to wrap up our topic of the week, which is all about grieving the loss of a loved one. So let's jump right into this one with actor and documentary film director, Alana Sheeran. Enjoy.
1: We all have grief stories. I have a few. There was the time when my best friend in the third grade was moving across the country and she didn't invite me to her going away party. There was the, the time I went to school, it was the second week of high school, and all of the friends that I had gone to school with from kindergarten decided to stop speaking to me forever. I don't know why. There was the time that I held my beloved childhood dog in my arms as she took her last breaths. And I knew at the age of 17 that my childhood was officially over. There was the grief of losing all four dearly beloved grandparents, three of them in the month of February, two of them the same year. (laughs) Took me a long time to not dread that month. There was the grief of my shiny new marriage falling apart at five months. And needing to be rebuilt moment by heartbreaking, heart-opening moment. Seven years later, we're still working on it. There was the grief of two first trimester miscarriages. Those were hard. But the grief that took me out at the knees, and that changed my life forever, even though those were all formative experiences and helped make me who I am today, this one was so powerful for me. And it began on July 29, 2010 when my placenta abrupted at five and a half months pregnancy. And I hemorrhaged and my son Benjamin died. And as I held his tiny, perfect 10-inch body later that day and felt the weight of one pound, one ounce on my chest, I vowed that I would learn every single lesson this grief had to teach me because I never wanted to go through it again. Not necessarily the most rational thought, but it helped get me through. And not only that, it helped me stay present with my grief. And I did that in a few ways. I told my story. I told it online, publicly. I told it to friends, to family. And occasionally, when my daughter, who turned three 11 days after he died, she would walk up to someone and say, hi, our baby died. And they would get these wide eyes, and they'd either run in the other direction, or we'd have a conversation. And as I told my story, I listened for anywhere that I was a victim, anywhere that I placed blame, anywhere that felt not good when I said it. And as I listened, I became more aware, and old thoughts and patterns and habits started to fall away. Because what grief does is it puts us squarely in the middle of a fire, and it burns away everything that is not essential to our lives, everything that is not feeling good. A 24-year friendship got burned away. The book club that I had started and held space for for six years, every month... That got burned away, too. And while those secondary losses were also painful, they were exactly what needed to happen. So I told my story. I listened to myself. I learned how my grief showed up. It is so easy to know you're grieving when the tears are streaming down your face. It's much harder when it comes out sideways. Suddenly you're angry, or, or you have a headache, or you're terrified of something that seems completely irrational. That happened to me a lot. My biggest grief indicator was when I would just get so incredibly frustrated I wanted everyone to shut up. <laughs> in fact, this happened two days ago with my husband. And uh, it happens when it's not grief. But for me, it was, a, it was this big red flag that I was grieving. And when it clicked in, I could say to my husband, Oh, I need to go meditate or cry or something. Or I could say to my daughter, I'm sorry, sweetheart, mommy's not mad at you. I'm just really, really sad your baby brother died. And no matter who I said it to, it changed the dynamic of the moment. It allowed me to be where I was, which was grieving. And it allowed me to have more compassion for myself and the situation. I also got quiet, every day, multiple times a day, and listen to my heart. Because grief is the best teacher there is. And that's where the messages come through. Our heart, our intuition. My heart told me to write, which I did publicly and privately every day. I still do. My heart told me to dance. I used to be a professional dancer, and when I stopped in my early 20s, I could no longer live up to my standards. So I stopped completely for 16 or 17 years. And one night, a few months after Benjamin died, in my living room, in my nightgown, completely grief-stricken and terrified that my daughter was going to die too, I put some music on and I started to dance. And I felt like I was saving my own life. I also had this really interesting craving to learn how to needle felt. So I did, and I still don't know where that one's going to take me, but it sure is fun. And there's something so healing about working with our hands. We can do it any way we want, and that's what's important. Everyone does it differently, so you need to listen to your heart the way I need to listen to my heart. And so as I stayed really present in my grief and lived it and wrote about it and talked about it, I also experienced so much joy because I could be where I was, honestly. And the other thing that started to happen was I started to get emails and phone calls and messages from people who would say, your story it's helping me, it's helping my life, it's helping me be present with my grief. It's helping me recognize that I am grieving something that happened 20 years ago. I didn't know I was grieving. And as I stayed with it and I kept writing and I kept interacting with these people, what, what happened is that instead of being the Jill of all trades and mistress of none that I had felt like for so long, despite the undergrad degree, uh, master's degree, this and that and the other certification, I suddenly was doing something, am doing something, that I'm really good at and that I'm really passionate about. And that is helping people live with their grief. Not in a way that's like, oh, i got to live with my grief today, but, but in a way that allows us to step fully into our power to become so much more gentle and loving with ourselves, We have all the answers inside, but sometimes we need someone to help bring them out, to be the mirror for us. And so my invitation for all of us, for you, for me, the next time, I don't know what's going to happen, how I'm going to feel when my mom dies or my dad dies, I don't know. But my invitation is that we stay present with our grief. That we sit with it, not knowing how to fix it, not knowing what to say. If it's our grief, if it's someone else's grief, just being present is so powerful, witnessing, telling the story, hearing the story. And when we come through the intensity of it, and things look a little clearer, a little more normal again, if that's the word we can use, our lives may be totally different, like mine. Or we might just be a little kinder or more compassionate on the morning commute. But no matter how it happens, if we allow our grief to open our hearts, to be the inspiration for change and growth and healing on a grand scale, that is a powerful way to change the world.
0: Much thanks to Alana Sharon for stopping by. You can connect with her on Instagram or YouTube at Alana Sheeran. And you can check out her latest work, which is a documentary film titled Listen Closely. And I'll have all the links to everything in the show description below. And uh, real quick before, before I go, if you're mourning the loss of a loved one, I hope that this episode encourages you or someone that you know or someone that you share this episode with to find their own unique way to grieve because there really is no right or wrong way to do it do what really feels most natural to you to help guide you through this tough time. And uh, with that, I hope that you guys have an amazing weekend and I will see you back here Monday with new speakers and a new topic that will change your relationship with depression. So until then, stay strong. Later.